0: Thank <laughs> you. We talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your host, Shelby and Matt.
1: Yes, we're back. Fall is in the air, Shelby. Is fall <laughs> in the air in Texas or is it just here in no, the big city? No, it suddenly
0: got hotter. It's It was like 92 degrees, felt like 100 today. So, Which again <laughs> begs the
1: question, why do you live in Texas and not in New York? <laughs> you could move back. Well, in,
0: well I literally can't. <laughs> Bring it up with Rob. But I also, in like three months, you'll be wishing you were somewhere a little bit warmer, a little less slushy, you know? No, because
1: I love snow so much and also it doesn't snow that much here.
0: Yeah, I know. It's just a miserable wet frustrating. coldness. <laughs> I wish it
1: snowed more.
0: Yeah. Well, we can't have everything, you know? Uh, every city has its strengths. Every city has its weaknesses.
1: But you know what we can have? Which is a hopefully
0: halfway decent
1: Super Bowl performer this year.
0: (laughs) Yes. Breaking news. Taylor Swift is not. Not performing.
1: Wait, can we talk about that for a second? How... (laughs) Because the the, stu- the news was like, oh, Taylor Swift is in talks to do the Super yeah. Bowl show. And then it was like, oh, no, she's not. Here's some other people. And then it very quickly after re- it was released that Rihanna was doing the show. But mm-hmm. I saw articles sure. that were like, after Taylor Swift turned it down, Rihanna took the gig. Yeah. And I was like, was this, ev- like, do we have concrete evidence that Taylor Swift was, was ever involved with this? Or is this just like just a, sources, a so daily, like, I knows? feel like this is a yearly saga that we get. of her, Every year <laughs> yeah. she's pregnant, she's engaged, she's doing the Super Bowl, and yet she's never done any of the three.
0: <laughs> well, she might be engaged, unverified. Yeah, she but, might have um, six kids in secret. <laughs> I think that it wasn't like. Oh, a rumor on Twitter. It was like, a source says Taylor was in talks and turned it down. So it's like, is it verified, T? I don't know. I don't know who the source was. I honestly don't remember who the original reporter was, like if it was TMZ or Variety or whatever. Um, But that's the story. And so I, I don't know why she would turn it down I unless she's like, I mean, when is the Super Bowl? February? So I doubt she'd be like on tour already or something. So I don't know, but Rihanna's doing it, which is also strange because Rihanna hasn't produced music in like a decade.
1: Yeah, that's the crazy thing. I feel <laughs> is like so. This is my this is my take on this situation, which oh, okay. I don't know if this is right or wrong. But okay, yes, Rihanna has not produced new music. She has not. Um, made an album she hasn't really even done like that many cameos on songs in recent history she was acting for a bit but really she's just been focused on fenty her like beauty line and and all of the different you know sections of that now and you know she's doing fashion shows and all kinds of stuff and it's making her lots and lots of money um we talk she's like the the actual youngest self-made billionaire or whatever. I think she's is...
0: like the first black billionaire.
1: Oh, okay. Well, she I don't has... remember.
0: There's some kind
1: of something billionaire yeah. that Rihanna has. I can't and remember exactly. And she the just had
0: exactly. twins or something.
1: Yes. And she's been very like in the fashion space, yeah. but not really in the music space. So the fact that she's doing the Super Bowl seems surprising to me. And it seems like also Rihanna is is a big name, has been a big name for years. It seems like she would be someone who has been approached about this before or like, um, you know, could, could, could decide to do it or not do it, you know, based on a lot of different things. So the fact that she agreed to do it to me, I'm like, does this mean that she's like launching a new album or something that like, what, like why yeah. would she sign up to do this now? Unless she has something that she's looking to promote or, or sort of get back into the music game somehow, because otherwise it just feels random. Like, if she has no new music, she's not planning on releasing any new music in the next couple of years, and yet she's just going to do this one-off Super Bowl concert? Like, (laughs) it seems strange to me. So I'm wondering if that means that there's an album in the works.
0: Yeah, that was my thought, too. But then also, like, last year's performers weren't new artists or, like, having new music. I think sometimes they do their... Like career defining hits and call it good, you know. Right,
1: but last year there was like ten people, and famously, <laughs> I didn't know who they were. And like, I think that those people are are artists who like aren't gonna say no to the Super Bowl <laughs> ever, and probably right. aren't asked that yeah. often. Like the fact that that uh, who even were they? <laughs> t-pain it no. was all uh, the it was all the rappers yeah like eminem like yeah. not that eminem's bad but it's like he is not necessarily top of the list for the super bowl right. if you're eminem and you get the call for the super bowl you either do it or you you know that you probably aren't getting that call again i think rihanna <laughs> could feasibly get that call every year for the next however long i well, mean didn't
0: she do a bit at the super bowl like in 2018 or something was she like a guest performer for someone I want to, I guess I don't know. I don't remember.
1: Yeah. But if she was a, a, but if she came out and sang a song with like Bruce Springsteen or something, I might not remember that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Um, Yeah. But it's, I mean, I think I, my first thought too was, oh, she's coming back to music. And she has been like photographed going into the studio over the last few months. So I think that seems fairly mm, safe to presume. Um, which is exciting for Rihanna stands. I mean, it's been so long that it'll be interesting to see what she comes out doing, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, it it is it is very interesting on that. um I am wondering, like, would she just do sort of more of the same stuff or or has her like time and fashion and you know doing other projects made her want to switch up her genre? Um yeah. at all?
0: Maybe Intriguing. it'll be her Joanne or whatever, the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Gaga's album.
1: Her Renaissance or something.
0: Yeah. Um, I needed to catch you up on the Bachelor. Uh, oh, nation. gosh. Of all the places
1: <laughs> I thought that story was going, I was like, oh, is there more Taylor Swift news? Is it blah, blah? No, no I know are, okay. you've
0: forgotten. Out of sight, out of mind. And yes. for the most part, I agree. This season, though, just wrapped up and it was a huge, messy finale, which which it's, it's been for the last few years, right? Like, it's been like probably six six to ten seasons Is since we the... had a romantic proposal that ended happily on the final runs. This one
1: it was two people. Yeah. Right? So this I've seen the advertisement. How did yeah. that work exactly?
0: It was, like, messy. They tried to, like, keep pitting the girls against each other, like, jealously, but these girl, these women were actually, like, really cute best friends, so it was, like, nice energy to see that on TV. Like, it was watching them together in the little pockets they were allowed to be together was very cute, but basically, by, like, the second or third episode, they just split the guys down the middle, and then they were just doing their own mini-seasons almost. Their production value was much lower because they obviously didn't, like, want to hire a whole new like camera crew so it was basically like one person would get an elaborate date and then the other person would be like at home cooking you know making s'mores or something they didn't so, just do
1: the same thing twice no <laughs> i feel like that would have been like sort of interesting
0: you mean like double dates or you just well, I, like double
1: it? dates but or also like okay like both of you are going on this like gondola cruise like two nights in a row and but so then they'd like, be we-
0: paying for two gondola rides you know what i mean and I think their I budget guess. didn't change. Like it was just like,
1: <laughs> gotcha. <laughs>
0: luck of the draw. Who got what? And honestly, the men this season were trash. And like did a lot of them self- dates eliminated. together. Because it they also
1: one feels like date. you could do that, where it was like, okay, the two girls and like twelve people. Because then the guys could be yeah. like interrupting. That was like
0: the early episodes. Yeah.
1: Okay, that sounds sort of fun.
0: Yeah, it was like fine. Honestly, it was like all the guys were kind of meh. Whatever. But, you know, you get to the end and half of them had self-eliminated or, like, been like, actually, I don't want to get engaged. Is that a deal breaker? And, of course, it kind of is because that's, like, the point of the show, right? And so, anyways, by the end, they both had one final guy instead of the usual two. And all of this was happening while in real life, in in our timeline, we were finding out like bad stuff about each of these final guys. <laughs> and so no one was excited for the finale and it was very clear that the finale was going to be focused more on the aftermath than these like happy proposals. And so the one woman Rachel, she chooses her douchebag of a guy Tino who is just like oh Tino? my gosh. Yeah, Tino. Bad news, total loser. And it comes out that he <laughs> cheated. During the airing of their season, so like literally months after they got engaged, a month into the you know uh, airing of their season, they get they seem to have problems and there's confusion and it was sort of a Ross Rachel situation. He's like, we were on a break and he kissed someone. And I don't then know what
1: a Ross Rachel situation is? I didn't watch. Oh,
0: Friends. friends. Um, I know
1: it's from Friends, but I don't know what that means.
0: <laughs> it's just we were on a break, and so it's like, did he cheat or did he just? act out
1: do they purposely get people who they know are messy
0: i don't know because then that's like trying to deliver
1: like solid people and then this is just they're just like not vetting them
0: they're not vetting them because this is the other guy okay gabby who i think you'd like she seems like a fun time she's very like funny loosey goosey um and was a joy to watch and she picks this guy who seems sort of like straight like kind of Kind of weird energy, but also like seems like a good fit for her. He has this like mullet, but he's basically attractive and they seem to like really like each other, really love each other. So they get engaged and it's supposed to be a happy ever after, except like two weeks before the finale, it comes out that he he did blackface in high school
1: and like dressed up
0: as Jimi Hendrix and was photographed and put in the yearbook in this costume. Okay. It, which is horrific. And you know, it was twenty eleven or whatever. So it it's not like, oh, it was nineteen eighty two, no one knew different, whatever. Lots of weird layers to how a school could think that was okay. But he 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 gets called out for this. Um people are like tagging him and and like commenting and he's deleting the comments. But then, like a couple days later, he posts a black square <laughs>
1: uh, oh. a
0: la 2020 and is like. Oh, I didn't mean to offend, like, you know, live and learn, like, I'm trying, I'll do better type of kind of weak ass apology that doesn't even like call out the racism or say like what he's learned or what he's doing. And that on top of like these other things that had come out in his early cycle where he'd like, liked a couple of conservative tweets or something or was photographed with friends and MAGA gear or whatever, gave off weird vibes. And then... A girl came out and was like, I was dating him before he went on the show, and we'd been dating for like two and a half months, and he said he was going to go on the show and ask me to wait for him, and I said no, and he's like, okay, fine, and he texted me after he got home from the show and was like, I've been thinking of you, like, sorry it ended that way, blah, 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 and so that was like drama too, and so on the finale when they usually trot out these happy couples, one- Rachel is just pissed off at her man, has this huge showdown with him. But then they bring out Gabby, and they trot out ex-bachelorette Michelle Young, who was the first black bachelorette. And they're like, oh, they're going to talk about the blackface. They're going to address this. But no, they just talk about Eric's Sort of girlfriend like saying these things. So and Why did they bring the black
1: bachelorette out? I don't
0: then? know. Everyone was like, uh, what's happening? Like she wasn't sitting down it with them on stage. For time or was, something? No. It was just they did not address it. Any the only mention of it was at the very end of the show, the host stood up and was like, Bachelor Nation, we hear you, we see you, we're doing better. And it's like, uh, uh, like, nothing addressed about it. And then <laughs> what's even more wild is that Eric. The dude who did the blackface has not done any of the usual, like, you know, going on these Bachelor podcasts or doing interviews with Yahoo or, you know, People magazine. Instead, Gabby, who also happens to be on this season of Dancing with the Stars, has been the one asked about this, and she's the one fielding questions, and she's the one being like, oh. But they're not
1: still together, right? No, they
0: are. (laughs) What? she's sticking oh, by her man yikes. and she's that's like a, you know no go
1: for me she's like
0: we're partners and so his problems are my problems and my answers are his answers so i want to speak for and it's what like ew,
1: bachelor people just loving racist i know what's his face is still with that girl who like exactly. owned a plantation or whatever i yeah. see them every now and again i think he must live near me um, yeah because well, i've seen him and- maybe like five or six times
0: <laughs> yeah and you know what that's like Rachel Kirkconnell, who is who Matt James picked, like she did the same apology tour, but she did own up to it in a way that Eric did not. Not that I'm saying that's enough or whatever. And like, obviously, I don't know their relationship or why they stuck it out, but like, this guy is literally doing nothing, never acknowledging it, and he's still deleting comments on his black square that are like negative to him. Like, here's the
1: thing. I I mean, obviously at this point in time, we, and even in 2011, like, are far enough along that we should all know, yes, we're not doing blackface ever in high school for Halloween for whatever. Like, yeah. that's a no-go. However, if you <laughs> did do it in high school, yeah, um, um I think you have a fairly easy out in like apologizing, go on an apology tour, say like, look, I grew up in, you know, wherever I thought this was funny at the time. I obviously don't think it's funny anymore. It's really disgusting. XYZ. Like the script is there for you to (laughs) to go through this. Like we have gone through this enough times that one, everybody should know not to do blackface. But two, if you did it when you were a kid, we also know the script for that. (laughs) And no. to fa- the fact that people are still screwing this up is like, well, then you're just obviously a racist because you don't even you can't even like apologize yeah. if yeah. you sort of like accidentally did this or felt bad about it. Right. It would not be that difficult of an issue to get through because we've been through this so many times. Yeah.
0: Well, Especially exactly. If it and it happened like... when you
1: were in high school.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's like. I mean I remember the things I did in high school. You can't be like oh I was 4 years old and my mom dressed me up, right? Like so it's not like it was lost on him and right, not but saying depending he had on like
1: the culture yeah, like yeah. what people I mean I not said saying he and did lots of things in high out. school yeah. now, that I, that I'm like eh, I was under the influence right. of a lot of other people but, and organizations
0: but if i if something i said that was embarrassing like if a blog post i wrote in high school or i was like i'm not a feminist came out i would be like this is so embarrassing i'm so sorry yes. here's what i've learned yes since then. exactly same and like matt like the thing with eric is that everyone's like oh well maybe the producers wouldn't let them talk about it maybe he's not allowed to go maybe he's being well, hushed but yeah, but you because you can talk whatever.
1: about it online
0: exactly it's like and he could have pivoted during the show and or gabby the
1: podcast yeah
0: they could have said something if he truly cared like if he truly felt sorry he could have said that on air even if it was going against like the producers or whatnot like at least he would have said something but now it's just like silence it's just photos of his girlfriend his happy life like it's deleting comments so it's not giving I'm learning and growing you know it's (laughs) It's giving giving please please stop bothering me about this dumb thing that I don't care about or think about or ever worried about and so, yeah, it it's pretty rough, and it made me lose a little bit of respect for Gabby, who I thought was so like funny and endearing, and seemed very like, you know, woke or whatever.
1: No one on this show is good. Everyone is terrible. I feel like every season, it's just a bunch of horrible people. Bad,
0: yeah. <laughs> so that's the update. Um, and Bachelor in Paradise starts this week, so.
1: Uh, Speaking of bad, awful, horrible people who we keep getting updates about, um, Ellen DeGeneres is back in the news. (laughs) Did you read the story about him and Grayson Chance that came out this past week? Uh, No. So Grayson Chance is a pop star, I guess you would call him now. He became (laughs) famous as the boy who sang paparazzi on the YouTube video. Do you remember this, like... Viral sensation. I don't know when maybe. this would have been. Like back in... Oh, okay. 2010. 2010. Uh, there yeah, was a maybe. video that was going around. There was like a little boy at a school talent show singing paparazzi Lady Gaga song. and uh, And so he sang it on there immediately... Um, Ellen flew him out to LA. He performed it on her show and he became the first act. This was right after her time on American Idol. And he became the first act on like a record label that she had. I didn't know anything about this. (laughs) Um, at the time, like I remember the clip and then I know who Grayson chance is just because he's like, a a gay singer um who i feel like is kind of popular in the last couple of years so it's like i honestly didn't even put these two stories together of him as a musician and the paparazzi kid until i was reading this piece but basically he he got found by ellen sort of scouted like brought on the show he um she signed him then she put him through all like she put him on the road she sponsored his tour you know all of this kind of stuff and then frequently over the years he's been brought back to her show to perform again where she, he's been like oh my gosh I'm so glad I found you I'm so proud of you you know like yeah. look at all of these great things you're done, doing blah 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 uh He now is on the press cycle for a new album that's coming out. And he in the Ellen pylon that we've been seeing (laughs) is like, actually Ellen is a terrible person. She (laughs) signed me up. She was very manipulative of the things that I did and said and wore while I was sort of on this initial tour. Mm -hmm. Like he, she saw the never say never Justin Bieber documentary and like forced him to wake up in the middle of the night and watch it because she wanted him to like, be more like that um (laughs) she's vegan so she like wouldn't let him eat or um like non-vegan foods and he had to wear certain like he couldn't wear certain brands because she dictated it but once his album sort of didn't do well or his first one and his tour didn't do great she just like dropped him and he tried to get in contact with her she wouldn't get back in contact with him And it was sort of like this rift between the two. He left, he went to college, and then he sort of started um doing his own solo stuff separate of her and became popular again. And then she sort of crawled back and was like, hey, like come on my show, do all of this stuff. But when he would go back, she like wouldn't talk to him, wouldn't make eye contact with him, would just bring him on the stage, have him perform, and then on air be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're doing so well, blah, 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 blah. But otherwise not give him the time of day. Ew. And it's just so fascinating to see all of these different versions of Ellen being sort of a nightmarish person come out from all of these different angles. And it does like, it it sort of gives me like a slight bit of faith in humanity that like, <laughs> eventually your bad behavior will find you out. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's nice that someone who had that much power and control for so long, now everyone's like, wait a second, I'm actually also going to tell my story of bad (laughs) interactions with her. Um, Yeah. And not that she's like a devil or anything, but just like not a great, not this like wonderful person that we thought she was.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. I saw some headlines, but I hadn't looked into it. So that's pretty, pretty sad. And she loved trotting out those kid stars. So Mm -hmm. changed lives and wrecked lives. Um, uh, do you have any other Taylor of, Swift uh, stories? Oh, should I?
1: Well, I don't no. know. I was just. I feel like we're in the the lead up to her whatever, and I paid no attention. So oh I, no. I, I,
0: she's been like teasing. She's been releasing song titles, but not like singles yet. It's unclear why people think since there's 13 tracks, it'll come out. Like I think the numbers will work out that it's going to come. She'll she'll get to the end of the countdown on ten three. Which is 13. And so maybe then that'll be a single.
1: <laughs> maybe. I don't know. We're really, yeah, no. we're really pulling out all kinds of. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's the numerology. Um, but no, nothing really there. I'm excited for it more and more, I think, because her vibe is very much like 70s glam, like kind of grunge rock. I don't know. So it seems like we're out of the folklore, cottage core vibes and it's very much giving it's giving pizzazz it's giving it's giving drama it's giving camp so i'm excited cuz i feel like it does mean we're headed back into like a real Pop is she star.
1: Looking camp in the eye, yeah, as she's... one might say?
0: Exactly. Some people think this is going to be her coming out album. I don't know exactly why this album has gotten the Gaylords.
1: Well, that's every in album. Effect. That's happened in yeah, the last six exactly. albums. Exactly.
0: So I haven't picked up on any specifically queer coded uh, Easter eggs, but maybe. I mean, to be fair. Get her bestie from the music video, Ellen DeGeneres, out. Um,
1: <laughs> they can come out together
0: well what is interesting is rolling stone reported on these theories and that kind of led to a bunch of headlines about like it which about does the, seem about kind the gay of, part yeah which is kind of like huh this is usually her favorite like partner i don't think it means anything because it wasn't from her usual like it wasn't from like the music reporters it was just like a random headline story so I don't think it was, like, approved by Taylor by any means. So I don't think – I don't know. I don't know. It was just kind of an interesting major report when usually it's just kind of Twitter <laughs> Twitter thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did want to address, uh, you know, speaking of bad people getting their dues, uh, we're still waiting. We're still waiting on the tides to turn against Brad Pitt because he announced that he's coming out with a genderless skincare <laughs> line, which is just a major eye roll for me for – For probably like 16 reasons, but I think the main one is one: celebrities don't use these products. Like, stop buying celebrity endorsed, celebrity-branded products because they're not using them. Okay. He's like, oh yeah. He I love what Gwyneth has done with Goop, and I've been inspired to like make a genderless skincare. Second of all, skincare isn't gendered. Like it doesn't, it is not gendered. So if you are a man and you've been waiting for skincare, like, it's it's around you. You know, go to Sephora and they'll help you out. Like, it exists and it doesn't need to be labeled masculine and have some wood top to make you feel brave and bold putting That's it on your face. That's the
1: only kind of skincare I <laughs> use. If it doesn't come in a concrete bottle and say sports yeah. <laughs> on the side, then it's not for me.
0: Well, then you're in luck because Brad Pitt is catering to you and your masculinity. I, mean, I feel like not to not to
1: disparage Brad Pitt at all oh, please um, do. in this. but I sort of feel like this kind of like this Brad Pitt had nothing to do with this, oh yeah. Uh, like, I think that. Every now and again, a celebrity comes up with an idea that's sort yeah. of a little bit out of the box. It yeah. works well for them. And then they are like business management, PR agents, whatever, of every other celebrity is like, oh, actually, maybe we should try this, too. Maybe this will work yeah. for us. Like, I feel like the celebrity cookbook craze was one of those. Like after Chrissy Teigen's cookbook did so well. Everyone has a cookbook. Um, obviously, Kylie Jenner's like Lip Kits I think got yeah. every celebrity involved in like the makeup, skincare, line. Goop is another example. Um I think like with the George Clooney uh uh tequila, yeah. that's also one where now all of these um, actors an <laughs> have an alcohol line. So to me this feels like was this Brad Pitt's idea? No. no. Did Brad Kit Prit, did Brad Pitt come up with anything? about this no did brad pitt decide that this was genderless no (laughs) but it is weird i i saw multiple tweets and stuff sort of about like aren't we like aren't we past thinking that like some of these things are gendered even in general you know it's like ah like pizza for all genders it's like okay well pizza's for everybody like we all knew this so Like we, there's no, we don't need to call it genderless pizza if you release something. Um, Yeah.
0: And his indifference, he, to his credit, I guess, is honest. He's not like, I've been passionate about skincare since I was a child. Like, no, he's like, oh, like, I I think the way he pitched it is that his team developed it. He tried it out for a few months and liked it. So like, let's do it type thing. And it's this sort of laissez-faire approach to a new product line, but I just, you know, coincidentally it comes out like a week after the uh the criminal report about him on the plane with Angelina Jolie and their kids comes out and he's not he's not a good guy. I'm just like sick of pretending that he's someone we should like oh shucks about and have a good time supporting. Like I'm not saying, you know, on the scale of like whatever to whatever he's he, pure evil, but I'm just like, he doesn't need a skincare line. Yeah, he doesn't seem
1: like necessarily horrific, but he seems like very selfish and he sort of just does whatever he wants. Yeah, and then, I mean,
0: and he behaved horrifically to the kids he willfully yeah. chose to adopt. And so, yes, it's just like weird the passes that he gets, and um, other, you know, it's like. <laughs> to tease our Thursday episode isn't oh, it interesting yes. isn't it interesting how gossip about a woman's drama can derail an entire film <laughs> but this dude just gets to carry on uh, even as news of his violent actions against his children comes to light so hmm Don't worry, darling. So,
1: so everybody, listen to our "Don't worry, darling" coverage on the Thursday episode, which will be robust and (laughs) uh, there's a there's seven thousand different (laughs) angles to approach this movie from. Yeah, yes. Um, Uh, But before, but shall we get into love it or hate it first?
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Um. I want to talk about Do Revenge. Just kidding, but I did. I do love that movie. Have you watched
1: it? Yeah, yet? No, I haven't yet. But okay, I want get it to. together. It's truly like it's on. It's the top of my list. Once I have like a second of free time, because <laughs> it does sound exactly like I want. As yes. Like something I want. I somehow or another, the the playlist for it came up on yes. Spotify, and I was like, That's all of this so music good. is good.
0: It's so good.
1: And um, and like the. Camilla Mendez, uh, like TikToks keep showing up. Yes. And Lord knows that I have been a fan of hers longer than you have. So,
0: oh, yes. <laughs> I would have never called myself a fan of her.
1: Now you come yeah. crawling back, but <laughs> where were you watching her call her father daddy for six seasons of Riverdale, huh? <laughs>
0: I don't think you stuck through all of those, to be fair. Well, I
1: haven't watched the last season yet, like, season five yet. (laughs) Season six is about to start, or or maybe it's six and seven. Anyways, I'm a season Mm -hmm. behind, but I'm planning on catching up because I desperately want to write an article for BuzzFeed that is ranking all of the Riverdale plot lines by how ludicrous they are, (laughs) and, like, the amount that I want to write that article is just so deep in my bones that... (laughs) I will, you know, beg, borrow, Steet and cheat in order to do it.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, as a palate cleanser after you do that, I do have a book I've read. I've picked up a book recently, um, "Notes on an Execution" by Danya Kukafka. I don't think I've talked about this yet. I might have. No, talked I've you never privately. heard of this. Oh my gosh, it is so good. It honestly, it destroyed my top ten ranking of books. Like this has become probably my like, second favorite time? book of all time. Yeah. I absolutely adored this book. Um, What's it called?
1: Notes on an Execution?
0: Yeah. It's a novel that's about this. um, So it's sort of from the perspective of a serial killer first. But it's about the women in his life who are affected by him and kind of like the different angles of that. So every – he's like in the background doing some – piecemeal narration but for the most part it's from the perspective of these five different women like from his mother to a school friend to a girlfriend and just like the layers of their feelings and interactions with him as he prepares to be Executed for his crimes. Ooh, Um, Britt
1: Bennett liked it. So if she likes it, well, also Paula Hawkins liked it. (laughs) It is a
0: beautiful book. It's so beautifully written, and its intention. The author was like, I wanted to like really attack why we why we are so entertained by true crime, like these ideas of murders and and serial killers. Author
1: of *Girl in Snow*. Did you ever read that? No, I didn't. But it was one of those books <laughs> that um, that I think she, the author, was like worked in publishing, and it was like oh. pub. It's one of those like she works in publishing, and her book came out, yeah. and they paid her a lot of money, and it didn't do very well, and so it was sort of like a ah, one of these. Um, but <laughs> well, I never she's read it. Come,
0: she's pulled through because this is absolutely beautiful. It's stunning. It's really just like powerful, and obviously, I love a female focused. Um, sort of deconstruction of a very, you know, usually misogynistic, usually kind of over glamorized, usually over polished uh, genre. And I feel like it's so wonderful how she explores the different layers to this, like, you know, how do bad people become bad and like not laying blame, but also like recognizing the trauma inflicted on generations and all this stuff. And so I just thought it was so beautiful. It made me sob and not many books pull that off, but I was just like weeping by the end. I literally brought it up with my therapist
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: because one of the like lines stood out to me and I just, I I loved it so much. It's like literally one of the best books I've read and I feel like everyone should read it. And I just think it has an interesting angle on obviously Uh, criminal justice and, and the, not even prose, the, the, the problems we have with execution and like, you know, the death penalty and like what that really serves and who that helps. And, and just all of it was really powerful, but also just really compellingly written. And the characters are really strongly formed and distinct. And even the voice of the serial killer is like, I don't know, just like fully formed and not empathetic to him, but more just open-minded about about the layers of trauma that that can cause these sort of poisoned hearts. So I just really loved it, and I think everyone should pick it up. It came this out this is year. A,
1: this is a very good sell. I'll see if I can get my uh, book club to <laughs> – Yes! Yes! to read it
0: yes uh, please i mean Much we read discuss. the
1: jeanette mccurdy book last month so oh, so good also on your recommendation so yeah. sometimes it works here's a question how often do you talk to your therapist about me
0: <laughs> it's like a weekly uh, part of our discourse is like okay oh, what gotcha. did matt do now <laughs> <laughs> no i mean coming from a high demand religion uh you'd be surprised how much time is spent on that so oh yeah oh
1: no no i'm well aware i also have a therapist and yeah. also spend a lot of time talking about yes childhood trauma as well yeah it really, good times. It, it knows no end of the amount of times really, you can...
0: i really thought we were coming to it i was like wow it's good progress and then today i'm like ah, oh i forgot about that <laughs> Uh, anyways
1: well someday you'll be able to drink diet coke shelby and you know without wincing yeah. or feeling guilt yeah. or you know <laughs> uh, hiding behind a bush for a, one of the church elders to yeah. tell you that heavenly father didn't like one aspartame day. um okay my love it or hate it i don't think i talked about barbarian on the podcast did i oh no uh
0: i don't think so
1: no okay because i'm pretty sure i saw it before i went to tip and then we didn't record um barbarian is a horror movie that is out now in theaters yes i believe so um (laughs) and uh i saw i mean i love horror it's one of my favorite genres as we know on the podcast i watch a lot of it and i feel like horror is sort of A genre that like the more you watch it the more like immune you get to it like the first horror movie you watch no matter what it is you're terrified by and then sort of as you go you sort of you learn the tropes you learn what to expect and things get less scary so now i can watch you know horror like slashers and stuff a lot of times and not really feel much of any uh dread while watching it but I went and saw barbarian and was terrified the entire time (laughs) to the point that I was like curled up in a ball in my chair. I like screamed on several occasions in the middle of a press screening. Like it was such a horrifying experience, but so, so, so fun and good. Like if you are a horror person, you have to go watch this. I've, I've, seen this response from like a lot of people on twitter that they really liked it so, you know there's always some people who are like really it didn't scare me at all <laughs> but um but i feel like in general it's very scary lot it's it has like lots of jump scares the basic premise is that this woman shows up to an airbnb late at night it's raining she tries to get in and realizes that there's already somebody staying there the person staying there is bill skarsgård AKA Pennywise from (laughs) it. And he's like, Hey, I think that this has been double booked somehow. Like, uh, (groan) I think this is by accident, but you know, if you want, you can stay here and sleep on the couch. And she's sort of like, well, no, I'll go check. And then, you know, he's like, well, well, there's a convention in town and it's pretty late. Like, are you sure you just don't want to stay here? And so from the jump, there's sort of this dread of like, okay, what's, what's this guy's deal? What's happening with the fact that two people are supposed are staying in this Airbnb. And then you find out that there's also a series of tunnels (laughs) under the house and that there are maybe things slash people slash, you know, stuff going on down there. And, It just, it's terrifying, but it keeps like sort of switching up the ways it's terrifying. Like just when you think the movie is going in one direction, it pivots and goes in another direction. Um, It's also, Justin Long is in it. So it also has some like funny bits. I think it has some good social commentary without being like too social commentary-y because there's a lot of horror movies now (laughs) that are just like so much that, that it isn't really fun. Um, I think the performances are good. It's campy. It's, it's like just crazy enough that it feels, you know, like unhinged, unrealistic horror, but it's still, it's not like so crazy that you can't believe it. Um, I don't know. I really, really enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite horror movies this year, definitely. Um, and, yeah, it's in theaters. I think it's a fun movie to go see with friends. It's a fun movie to go see in the theater where you know you're sort of like immersed. Yeah. Um I think it would be less fun watching at home, but yeah, <laughs> if you are a horror fan, I would say check it out.
0: Yeah, I read the Wikipedia article, so i could I could feel a part of it too. Did you like it more than Ready or Not?
1: Um, I mean, they're so different, yeah. Because I love Ready or Not and I think Ready or Not's probably like a stronger movie as a whole, but it's not as scary, I don't yeah, think. It's no. more like clever in different ways. Yeah. Um, where part of the fun of this is like just how scary I thought it was. Um,
0: Do you think it's like a rewatchable kind of scary? Or is it just kind of one and done?
1: I don't know. I mean... If I watched again, there would definitely be a lot less dread because you know what's happening and when it's coming. And especially when the characters are down in the tunnels. It's so much of like what's around the corner, what's happening. Like there's just so much tension is built up. And even in the opening scenes where you're like, wait, what is Bill Skarsgård doing here? Like I think once you know, a lot of that is sort of, pulled out of it yeah um so i don't know what it would be like watching a second time if there's enough there to sort of like make it interesting because i think ready or not and like hereditary are movies that are good movies separate of the scariness factor so it's like you can watch it once and enjoy the scariness but then you can watch it again and enjoy it as a film which i don't know if this movie has that as much but it also has a lot of like funny clever moments to it so maybe
0: yeah well i won't be seeing it but it does sound uh like, it got a lot of people, got a lot of people worked up.
1: So Yeah, and it got good reviews and has made a decent amount of money for its, you know, small budget, so.
0: Yeah, speaking of.
1: Se- speaking of uh, speaking movies of. With, with small budgets that went on to make a lot of money and almost complete universal uh, critical Praise, success, yeah. we'll be talking about Don't Worry Darling on Thursday.
0: Oh, honestly, what a journey to get here. I'm excited
1: what a journey 500 years in the making um in the meantime you can follow us on social media you can leave us a review you can send us an email um and we'll be back on thursday to talk about miss flow and harry styles and shia labeouf question mark and chris pine with spit on his lap question mark and a million other things um so we'll see you guys then. bye